Welcome to the Church in the Peak podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, visit churchinthepeak.org or come join us at 10.30am every Sunday. Just, uh, just so that you are, just to kind of give explanation of what's been going on, the Holy Spirit just coming and moving in a very precious way this morning that we feel. Um, Phil's been on the floor here, so I couldn't hand over to him to preach. But uh, he's going to kind of bring something. He's, I don't think he knows yet what he's going to bring he's been undone this is what God does he undoes us in the, his wonderful way his precious way so uh, I think we were just uh, Phil's just going to come do you want the you, he's going to wing it what? what do you say I'm doing? winging it winging it yeah that's, that's about it yeah no, I don't understand. No. There's moments when you just need an encounter with God. And I've always had this theory that it takes one encounter. But I was wrong. I need more encounters. And recorded in the scripture, there's many times there's one encounter. Many people have. Paul had one encounter that changed everything. David had one encounter that changed everything. There were numerous people, others in Scripture, that had one encounter. Everything was changed. Peter had an encounter with Jesus after he denied him three times. After he kind of said, you know, I don't even know this guy. I have nothing to do with him. He had an encounter with Jesus on the beach. And he cooked breakfast. And it changed everything. And we see Peter rise up to be such a different man. And I wasn't expecting any encounter this morning, I have to say. I'd kind of been on holidays, you know, and you kind of come back. I knew what I wanted to preach before I went on holiday. Um, best played plans and all that, you know, God just blows them out of the water. He's really kind at that to me. Um, so I'll preach it in a couple of weeks' time, I think, maybe. Um, we'll see how <laughs> God leads but this morning, I, there's one thing that just has stood out to me, and God's doing something. I've I, I felt this for a while. I haven't preached it. I don't get to preach that often these days. They keep stealing my preaching slots. <laughs> mean elders. Um, but I, I felt God saying this, there's something fresh coming. There's something about to happen new and fresh that we've not experienced. And this wouldn't be the time to preach this with half the church on holiday and stuff, so I'm, I've already got something in mind for that in the in beginning of autumn, but I felt today, felt today God's looking for people who are willing to press into him. And I just want to take you to a scripture. And if you want to turn to Matthew chapter 7, it's actually 7 to 11. I'm just going to read these few verses. 
don't know if, they can, if they'll ever find it for the screen, don't worry too much if they don't. This is Jesus and it's part of his Sermon on the Mount. It's part of when he was instructing and teaching the people and said this in verse 7, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. And he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks it will be opened. Or what is man there? Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for fish, he will give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask? How much more? How much more willing is God to give us good things? If we're willing to give good things, if we're willing, even as evil men and women, we we give good gifts to our our family and to our friends and we love to bless people, don't we? We love to give gifts. It's good to get, get gifts, but it's great to give gifts. And it's good to give. And if we love doing that, it comes from the heart of God. It's in us because it's in the heart of God that he put in us when he made us in his image. And he wants us to be those that know what it is to come and ask of him for the good gifts. He wants to bless you. He wants to strengthen you. He wants to increase you. He wants to build you up. He wants you to be full of the fullness of God. And if we come, so true faith asks and seeks and knocks. True faith presses into God. True faith reaches out for God. True faith actually says, I want more of who you are. I want more of what you've got for me. I want more of who you are, Jesus, living and dwelling in me and through me to others. And our true faith should be hungry and thirsty. And it feels like sometimes there's an empty void in our life. And as you, many of you know, my dad passed away two weeks ago and oh, we've been on holiday and all that going on, but I went to see my mum on Friday and the thing that got me more than anything was there's an empty chair in the room. And it just got me. And, and even while I was just on the floor this morning, God was just saying, I don't want there to be an empty chair in your life. I don't want there to be empty chairs. I want to fill it. I want to fill the chair. I want to fill the space. I want to fill the void. And I want to come and I want to fill all of your life. And every part of it and every being, part of your being, I want to be filled with me. And I want you to, and I want you to encourage the people, this is what I felt God say to me, encourage the people to come and seek and to knock and to ask because I'm more than willing to give. I'm more than willing to fill. I'm more than willing to give you everything that you need. I've got treasure in heaven for you. I've got treasures that you have not even dreamt about. I want to give to you. And I want you to be full of me. And I want you to be a church and a people who know how to live in the fullness of God. 
fullness of God dwelling in us. Just as God, it was said of Jesus, that it was, God was pleased for his fullness to dwell in Jesus. So too, as children of God, he wants his fullness to fill and dwell in us. He wants us to know what it is to live in the good of that. He wants us to know what it is to be filled with him, to come and ask and seek. And I don't know if you've done this, I've done it. And you start off really well, don't you? You've kind of got something in your mind you want to go for, you're praying for, you're asking for. And because it doesn't happen in your time, we give up. Because God doesn't work in our time frame, we soon fade away. We forget that prayer, we move on to the next thing. We press in for the next thing, and it's, oh, I want this now. And we're kind of like a child, we flip from one thing to another, and our attention gets drawn away sometimes so easily and quickly to other things. And what was very clear in our prayer meeting this morning before this meeting was that actually... It's Jesus, and we want Jesus, and we want only him, because he's sufficient in everything, in every way, and fills everything in every way. And God wants to stir in us, and sometimes we have to even ask for the desire for him. Sometimes if we're starting from a far off place, we might need to even start by saying, God, just give me a fresh desire for you. Give me a fresh longing for you to come and fill me. Give me a fresh um, yearning after you again, God. Where we might have gone cold, where we might have, even it feels like in our own life, maybe it feels like God's left the chair. There's an empty chair in our life because God's not in it anymore. We've kind of got distracted by other things and it feels like he's not there. Well, it's not true because he always is, but it can feel like we've got the empty chair in our lives. God wants to fill the empty chair again. And he wants to come and he wants to encounter each one of us afresh. God's got so much planned for us, individually and corporately together. We're on the edge of something. I've never sensed it so strong as I've I've sensed it over these last couple of months. God's about to do something. And it's incredible that Pam has got an amazing memory for prophecies that I've brought sometimes, and she repeats prophecies back to me sometimes of things I've said years ago. And I kind of never even remember saying it. I mean, I ain't got a clue, but, but I know God has spoken this stuff before. And Pam will confirm that, and she'll probably tell me, probably real off all the prophecies I've given in the past about this kind of thing very quickly. But I know God's doing something. I sense it so strong. I've never felt it as strong as I feel it right now, this point in time, and I know God's about to do something. But God wants a people who are asking, seeking, and knocking. You know, and it's, maybe it's time to start knocking on the door of heaven a bit. I don't quite how we do that. I know our friends in India, they sent me a message a couple of weeks ago just before I went on holiday, sent me a message saying we're doing 40 days of prayer and fasting and I'm thinking good luck to you uh, what do you want us to pray for for Church in the Peak and it's, it's great to know our Indian friends are praying for us in 40 days of prayer and fasting they're praying for us, we're not even doing that we're not knocking on heaven's door like that right now 
And I'm not saying I'm announcing the start of a 40-day prayer and fasting. Don't hear that, please. We're not there yet. We might start off a bit smaller than that. It takes a bit of building up to 40 days to do that, anything. Um, but actually, we, the prayer and fasting indicates our desire, doesn't it? It, it fuels our desire. Our hunger for him, our hunger for God himself, for who he is and what he wants to do. And I just want to encourage us. And we're just going to come back to that song, Steve. Can we come back to that song, Steve? Um, Holy Spirit, fill this place. Because actually, I just, God wants to begin something. This is not the end of it. This is not God's going to do something absolutely amazing. This is going to be the end of it today. No, God's at the start of something fresh that is stirring in hearts and stirring in lives for a hunger for him. And you may not even have ever been aware of a hunger for God. And God's going to start stirring it up. He's going to start stirring up a desire and a hunger for him. A hunger for truth, a hunger for his word, a hunger for justice, a hunger for righteousness, a hunger for all that he represents. All that he is. He wants a people that will stand up for him. Harriet had this amazing picture, taken right out of Isaiah this morning, about God seeing saplings of oak trees suddenly becoming huge, firm, solid oak trees, fully formed. And that's what he talks about in Isaiah, about being oaks of righteousness. God will make us oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord, it says. And that's what God wants to do afresh in every one of our lives. I'm, I'm really included. I'm hungry. I'm, God's stirring something in me. I'm hungry for something here. And I'm just showing my heart this morning. I'm not preaching. I'm just showing my heart. Because God's doing something. God's eager to do something. And that's the thing. I, I, I sense more than anything this morning. There's an eagerness in the heart of God to do something amazing. And that's what I want to preach into in September. I'm not ready to preach that just yet. I thought I was earlier and Peter stole my slot and I'm glad he did because actually I'm not quite ready. I thought I was, but I'm not, so it's all right. But this, God's just beginning something. And I know he just wants to start something in each one of us. And I want to, I want to encourage you to allow him to start something in you. So we're going to finish with that song. We're just going to come back to it. There's a few notes that come at the end. But first of all, let's just focus our attention back into him. It's about him. It's all about Jesus. And actually it's about him stirring in us a desire for only him. And he wants to start that today in a fresh way. Let's stand together. I'm going to pray. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. I don't know about anybody else in this room, but I'm desperate. I'm just desperate. I'm desperate for Jesus. Desperate for Him. Desperate for you, Jesus, to come and fill me in every way. Your fullness living in me. 
the fullness coming and overwhelming, filling to, until I can take no more. And Lord, I want to pray that for my brothers and sisters. I want to pray that for church in the peak here. God, that we would be those who are hungry and thirsty, that we're not afraid to come and ask and to seek and to knock, and to knock on the door of heaven until you answer, not giving up, not fading away, but Lord, pressing in for you, Jesus. I pray right now as we sing this song, Lord, would you begin to, uh, Lord, cause that seed within us to drop afresh and to grow afresh, that desire for you, that desire for who you are, that desire for all that you are, desire for all that you're planning, all that you are purposing. God, I want to pray and ask you right now, would you come and begin to do something even today, this morning? Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Just asking you, asking you, come. We need you. We need you. More than we've ever needed you, Holy Spirit. Your presence here. Come first. Come in. Let's just, if you want to acknowledge that before, I just encourage you to lift out your hands before me. That is a desire that you don't have but want, a desire you have but you want to grow. I encourage you to lift out your hands before him. Come, Spirit of God. Spirit of Jesus, come and fill us again. Fill this place. Fill the atmosphere. Come, fill it. Overwhelm us again. Come and have your way. Come, Lord, this is your church. It's not our church, it's your church. We're your church. We're your people called by your name for your glory to show your glory and your goodness to this area around us. Come and do it. Spirit of God. It doesn't depend on us, it totally depends on you. We surrender to you, Jesus. Surrender to you. Let's sing this together.